0: That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. I'm your host Desiree, I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish and happy June. It's kind of fun to have an episode that falls on the first of the month. And because of that, I figured we would talk about the season ahead. It feels like summer around here, and a lot of us probably have summer on our mind. When a new season is ahead of me, I typically start to think about how I want to approach that season. And in summer and fall specifically, I think about this Even more because these seasons, at least in my household and in many of our households, hold some big transitions. In summer, we have this transition for many of us where our kids are going to be home or something changes. Now, I know this isn't for all of us, but many of us have this in common. And then when it comes to fall, we have some sort of transition as well. Kids are going back to school, or maybe you homeschool and you're starting that with your kids, if you have school age kids. Of course, if you don't, these seasons might be different for you in some way as well. Or it's just the fact that many of us have lived on this schedule for like 18 plus years of our lives. And for me, even though I am far removed, (laughs) it's been many years since I've been in a school setting of some sort, It just feels like that school year schedule is ingrained in me. So I don't know about you, but those are just like the two seasons where I really think about the transition to that season coming. Summer is a big one for my family. My husband is a teacher, and I used to be a teacher, so it's just like always been a big one for us. He's about to be home we're all home because I work from home and my kids are still home from school. Um, my, Gemma did preschool this past year, but that's already ended. So all of us are home all day together. And whatever your summer looks like, I think it's a good time right now to really plan for our summer. And maybe you are way ahead of me. Maybe you've got all of your trips planned out or your summer schedule for your kids planned out, your summer rhythms, whatever it looks like. And maybe you work a full-time job and you're still out of the house, but your kids are no longer in school for the next couple of months. So you've had to make plans ahead of time. And whether you've already like got everything tangible planned out this summer, the kind of planning that I want to do together today is a little bit different. What I want to do today is I want to talk about how to have a minimalish summer, and I want us to think through and plan out what a minimalish summer would look like for us. And maybe that sounds silly, like what does that even mean? So at the beginning of this year, I was brainstorming and just thinking about the podcast in general. I, Whenever I kind of dream and brainstorm on the podcast, I usually am trying to think about How can I root, deeply root the content that I'm putting out to something very meaningful? Like, I just, I don't want to just talk randomly about decluttering one room or the other. I don't want to talk about motherhood and whatever else that we talk about on here without having some kind of foundation to where these conversations are rooted back to. So I came up with a set of four pillars, and I don't think I've ever talked about them on here, but they are the same things that I've really been talking about all along. So, so what we're going to do today is we're going to go through four pillars of minimalish living and apply them to the summer. And that is how we're going to kind of plan out what a minimalish summer might look like. When I say minimalish summer... What I am really saying is intentional summer. How do we have an intentional summer? How do we have the best summer that we could have? (laughs) And how do we have a summer that is focused on what matters most to us? Okay, so first we're gonna, let's talk about these four pillars. What are these four pillars to a minimalish life? The first one is declutter your stuff and live with less of it. The second pillar is know your values and align your days to those values. The third pillar is declutter your mind, and the fourth pillar is to move towards contentment. So really, these pillars look like applying minimalism or a minimalish style of minimalism to our stuff, to our days, and to our minds, and then looking at how do we get more content so that we kind of root minimalism into our lives instead of just like decluttering and then going back to where we were before. Okay, so those are our four pillars. And the purpose of these pillars, the reason that we would do any of these things is to bring us more peace and intention in every area of our lives, less distractions so that we can focus on what matters most. So that's the big picture. That is why we would declutter our homes in the first place. And that is why we would look at our days and try to reframe them and try to find better rhythms or routines that are going to help us have more intentional days why would we do any of that it would be because we want a life with less distractions, so that we can focus on what matters and so as always i say this a lot but i wanted to say it today i kind of got through brainstorming this whole episode And I just felt like it needed to be said that I've been moving towards this lifestyle and doing minimalism in some sort of way, in some sort of minimalish way for five years. And intentionality takes work. So the examples that I'm going to give you today as we work through these pillars, they are just things that I am working on. They are not things that I have perfected. This whole podcast is me Learning along with you and just bringing you my learnings and my reflections. And so I am doing this exercise too. Well, I already did. I did this exercise, this kind of what would a minimalist summer look like? What would an intentional summer look like going through these four pillars? I did this myself and I'm just going to bring you my examples, but it is a work in progress for me all the time. So let's apply these four pillars to our summer Because I do think that we will feel better if we plan and think through our summer a little bit, even if it's not planning out like the details, what we're doing is looking at what would make this summer more intentional and what would make it easier in a way like less distractions, more living, more presence with our people. Let's get to it. Okay, so I think the most important thing to do is look at that big picture question first because the reason for those four pillars, like we said, is so that we can make room for what matters, so that we can have less distractions. So what matters most is the question we're going to start with. And I think we should make it specific to the summer so that we can kind of really look at a minimalist summer so you might have answered this question for yourself before. You might know what matters most to you, like in the grand scheme of things in everyday life, but let's think about this season ahead. What would make this the best summer for you? What matters most this specific summer? Not every summer, not like what do I love about summer in general. What matters most this summer? Okay, so when I think about that, For me, I came up with four things that really matter for this specific summer 2023, and that is, number one, first and foremost, prioritizing presence and fun together as a family, along with time with people that we love. I want to feel like at the end of the summer, like, I can look back and we had a lot of good memories together. Our relationships grew closer, and not because we went big places and did big things, because we aren't going really anywhere this summer, only just like a couple hours one way in the state of Pennsylvania and a couple hours the other way to visit some friends and family. But even if it's not like specific things that we can point out, I just want to look back and feel like, okay, that was good time spent together. The second one for me that matters this summer is work. Work really matters to me this summer because summertime is the time where I can have more time to work as my husband is home and off work. Number three, home projects matter to us this summer. We moved a few months ago and again, my husband will be home, so we will be working through some home projects. And then number four is being the best version of myself. We have a lot of changes coming in the fall and this summer as things are slower, I wanna make sure that I'm working on being intentional with my time and caring for myself making space in the day to care for myself and being really intentional about building some habits or re-establishing habits that might have slipped in the past couple of years because we've had a long couple of years I was pregnant and then I had a baby and then we had this like big long season of moving that was unexpected and pretty stressful so as we move into a slower season I am looking forward to that Okay. I hope that you'll take some time to make your list of what is most important to you this summer, summer 2023. I would say keep it to five things or less. If everything is most important, then nothing is right. One of my favorite routines of the week typically happens on a Monday or a Tuesday evening I grab my little box filled with all of my favorite manicure tools and colors from Olive & June, and I spend some time giving myself an at-home mani. The Olive & June mani system has everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. You customize it with your choice of six polishes, and this polish doesn't chip, and it lasts up to seven days. It breaks down to $2 a manicure, includes an award-winning cuticle serum, and includes an acetone-free nail polish remover pot. I cannot stop talking about how much I love Olive and June for so many reasons, but I especially love how great my nails look from home and for so much less than a salon manicure. I also really have to tell you about their quick dry polish because it's my favorite. And with two little ones, if I don't get to my weekly evening manicure after bedtime and I just need something quick, it only takes minutes to apply because it has full coverage in one to two coats, and then it only takes about a minute to dry. You can visit oliveandjune.com minimalish for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash M-I-N-I-M-A-L-I-S-H for 20% off your first Manny system. If you find yourself on the go a lot more this summer and you need to grab a quick snack on the way out, or you're just home more often and you really want a well-stocked snack drawer with a kid's home, nuts.com has you covered. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples, like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there's something for everyone. They offer plenty of gluten-free options, organic choices, and other diet-friendly products. And whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, or need to stock up on everyday cooking essentials, you're bound to find something to try. My absolute favorite Nuts.com snacks are their organic dates and their half-dried apricots. I just love, love, love their dried fruit options. My husband is a huge fan of their trail mixes, and we always have our pantry stocked with quite a few different snacks from Nuts.com. You can shop a la carte anytime or opt into hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out of your favorite items. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more if you go to nuts.com slash minimalish. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash minimalish and you'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash minimalish. Now we can move to looking at specifics of our pillars of minimalish living. Okay, so pillar number one is our stuff. Decluttering our stuff and living with less of it. And so for this, you know, it doesn't have to mean like you're decluttering your entire house and or trying to go like the whole summer without buying new clothes or anything like that. Like it doesn't have to be about some big challenge. It could be if that's where you're at. But I think when we apply this pillar to like a specific season or a specific need, I don't know, when we're thinking about summer, what areas of our home could use some attention this season so that we have more peace and less distraction specific to our summer, specific to the things that matter to us, the things that matter most about our summer. So for example... When I'm thinking about my summer and my list of what matters, I'm going to want to think about what's going to help us prioritize, enjoy, and enjoy our time together this summer because time together is so important to me. And one of those things that comes to mind when it comes to like stuff in our house is clothes because, I mean, this is just always a struggle. You probably heard me talk about this before. I am getting in a better groove with laundry, but like not really. So our clothes just are not in the places they belong in our house right now and maybe it's because we are still kind of unpacking and then we're also transitioning to summer so I just tried to do a little clothing transition for myself. I recently went through any baby toddler clothes that I kept so I could pull out some summer clothes for Juna. We just had to get a little capsule-ish wardrobe going for Gemma for the summer as well so we've kind of done the steps But we haven't really decluttered what is left and fully put things where they belong and made sure that there's just not too much of it. And I think that is just an area of the summer, especially for me, when it comes to summer clothes and body image and things like that, I just don't want to have to think so much about what I'm putting on my body. I want to feel good in what I'm wearing, and I want those few options – that just make me feel my best and nothing else in my closet making me feel bad about myself drop zones and entryways are areas that might be nice to declutter in the summer just as another example especially if you are transitioning from cooler spring weather to now like all of a sudden it's very hot you might need to do some rearranging decluttering of what is in those drop zones of the shoes that you're wearing now And maybe you do lots of park days in the summer or you're out and about to the pool or whatever. Maybe you want to make that drop zone an area where things are kind of quick to grab and get out the door to go to those places where you go all summer and it's not like a cluttered mess and it's easy to come back and put things away. So that might be a area of your home plus like a system that might be a good place to focus on when it comes to our homes and our stuff this summer. For me, another example is my work. I am going to be working a lot, so I want to make my office space, which is in our bedroom, a nice and enjoyable area to be in. So what spaces could you declutter that are going to make the summer a little bit smoother, that are going to help your home feel less overwhelming this summer and help you focus on what matters most? Pillar number two is knowing our values and aligning our days to them. So knowing what matters most, like we did at the beginning of this episode, thinking about what matters most this summer is kind of like thinking about our values, right? And maybe you have a set of values that are just like your pillars of your life and you already have this set of values lined up for yourself. Maybe that list of what matters most this summer is enough for you or maybe you want to make another list of values, I don't know. However you want to do this, this is basically just knowing what matters most. So we already kind of did that part. And knowing our values, knowing what matters most to us is really important. But it doesn't really do anything for us if we don't actually align our days to those things. We don't actually make changes so that those things are actually in the focus of the way that we live our lives. When I started living with less stuff, and questioning why I would need so much stuff or why I would need to a bigger home or upgrading things or whatever. It helped me also question how I spend my time. Time is such a valuable, valuable thing. And it's something that we don't get back. So time minimalism, if you want to call it that, it has been the most impactful thing for me. And it's not because I'm good at it. Honestly, it's because it has helped me live more intentionally because if i don't really think about it i just live on autopilot and i don't live my days intentionally we can say what matters most to us we can write it down but are we actually spending our time in a way that makes those that true that makes those things that matter the forefront of our lives so for this pillar we can think about what rhythms would be helpful for our summer days or what habits would be helpful for us to build Or maybe it's making a more and less list for our days. There are lots of different things that can help us align our days to our values. For me, thinking of a few main things that I want to implement into my days and then making sure to plan those things into my weeks is really helpful. And I think the most important thing for me to look at aligning my days to my values, the biggest thing that's helped me is to journal out what an ideal day looks like. And this is something to do in different seasons you redo it because things change so what does an ideal summer day look like this is going to be my most important exercise that i do and it might be the best one for you to do to think about what would it look like to align your summer days to what matters most is to do this kind of ideal day practice so what does an ideal summer day look like for you for me It is an early-ish start to the day, slow mornings, and getting up before my kids by like at least 30 minutes or more, and then getting my work out of the way early. So this is a very important one because I tend to procrastinate and then get started with my work in the middle of the day, and really, it's just best for me. I work best in the mornings, or just like the earlier in the day, the better. As the day goes on, my brain is mush. Another part of an ideal summer day for me is having lots of downtime, enjoying time in our home, outside, going to parks, going swimming, but also like some days just being home and taking walks in our neighborhood and playing in our yard. And an ideal summer day also looks like a very present summer day. So it looks like less time on my phone, playing games together, being focused on time with my kids. And when it's downtime and time that I can – focus on my home or myself, then I'm focusing on those things. I'm not distracted by things that don't matter, like scrolling or whatever else might eat up my time. Another part of an ideal summer day for me is moving my body, whether it's a workout or running after my kids. And there are many habits within this ideal summer day that I just kind of outlined, many habits that I've already implemented that help me get to that. Working out four days a week is pretty second nature to me at this point. It's something that I built over time. But there are other habits that I need to work on, like figuring out a work schedule this summer that's going to make sense and making sure I do get up earlier than my kids, not just sleeping in just because I can, so that I can really plan my days and have a quiet start to the day. My best day. I also know that my best days happen when I use a planner and write things down and make lists and implement a morning routine. If I just wake up with no plan, I feel so off. So that is part of an ideal summer day for me is having that morning time and planning things out. So that's my ideal summer day. What does yours look like? What does an ideal summer day look like for you? And after you think about that and write it down, another really important question is what needs to change or what rhythms, routines, habits, whatever need to be implemented to get there. And of course, ideal is a word that is often unachievable, right? We're not looking for perfection. We're not looking for every single day, looking exactly, exactly like our ideal summer day. But we are looking at how do we live a life that we want to live, like aligned to the things that matter most to us. So how do we get closer to that? That's the goal. Pillar number three is decluttering our minds. And this one is less straightforward. It's going to look different for all of us because all of us struggle with different things when it comes to our minds and our mindsets and our thought lives. What I've learned from trying to declutter my mind amidst my own struggles, which are anxiety, OCD, these are two big things that I struggle with and have been diagnosed with. So what I've learned with those struggles that kind of get in my way is to ask myself what I need when I'm feeling distracted, when I'm feeling like anxiety is taking over, I ask myself what's going on? Like, what is getting me there? And what could I do? What do I need to help me declutter? (laughs) I put that in quotes, help me take away the distractions that are clouding up my mind. What do I need most? So That might be a question to ask yourself. I can't tell you how to declutter your specific mind because it's gonna look different. But I do think when we're getting to a point where we feel like we have a cloudy head or we feel like the way we talk to ourselves is really rude and it's not helping us, it's not doing any good for us at all, we can ask ourselves this, like, what do I need? What do I need to keep my mind at its healthiest? And maybe we don't know the answer, but I think if we think back to like, I don't know, life before kids or a time where we felt like we had a healthier mindset or healthier mental health, whether it is mental health or we're just feeling cloudy or whatever it is. There could be so many reasons. But if we think back to a time where we felt better, (laughs) if we are feeling cluttered in our brain for whatever reason, then I think that can give us some clues into what helps us. So I know for me, I need quiet sometimes. I need time by myself sometimes. And I also need journaling in the mornings. Writing makes me the best version of myself. Um, Reading is another helpful one. And I I think I've said this a million times, but it's just true. Being off my phone, (laughs) putting my phone down, not being on social media too much is helpful as well. So those things help me have a healthier mind. And I also take a supplement that helps called Peaceful Mama. I've talked about it on this show. I get to work with a company. It has been a game changer for me. So that helps me as well. Therapy helps as well. So all of these things help. Another thing that I find important when decluttering my mind deals with the narrative that's going on inside of my head, the stories I tell myself, the inner voice that is there, and I know not all of us like talk to ourselves in our head. I have learned that I guess that is something just like some people do and some people don't. But either way, I think we all have beliefs about ourselves. And those beliefs about ourselves really matter. They dictate how we feel and how we live our days and what we do in a lot of a lot of ways. So, I think two questions we can ask ourselves well, to help us declutter our minds at any time of year. This doesn't just have to be for summer, but specific To summer, of course, we can think about, okay, what matters most right now? And what do I need to be the best version of myself? What do I need to help declutter my mind? How do I implement these things into my summer days? Another question I think that we can ask ourselves is, what needs to change about the beliefs that we have about ourselves? The things that we're telling ourselves, the narratives that we are letting live rent-free in our brains, what needs to change about them. I talked about clothing earlier and body image. Like I have been working hard to change that this past couple of months because I'm postpartum. I'm over a year postpartum, but still my body is not the same as it was before my second child. And I don't want to go through this whole summer beating myself up about that. So I have worked really hard at that. I have Made it a point to find clothes that fit my current body. Whether or not I care to change my current body, I'm wearing clothes that fit me right now. I'm not going to wait till some elusive time in the future to get myself clothes that fit my body. So that's like one narrative that really doesn't serve me that I am trying to eliminate this summer. Maybe you tell yourself you're not a good mom because you're not spending like every single waking minute focused on your kids this summer or you have to go to work still, like let's change these narratives. So a couple of ways we can change those narratives and a couple of ways that help me is journaling. I have a journal called Simple Morning Lists that I use and I also created it and published it so that you can use it as well. You don't have to use this journal to change your narratives, I'm just putting it out there as a resource. I'm gonna tell you the lists that help me change the narrative in my brain when I feel like it's an unhealthy narrative or like the beliefs about myself when I feel like they're unhealthy, there are two lists in this journal that really help me. And the first one is things to let go of. And this is a list about like surrendering things in our lives that we are trying to take control of, trying to hold tight to, but we really need to surrender those things. We really need to let go of those things. So like my body image thing, trying to change my body, trying to lose weight like things like that might fit on that things to let go of list and surrendering it doesn't mean i'm not taking care of myself surrendering it means that is not taking up so much brain space for me like i'm not constantly thinking about it or worrying about it i'm enjoying my summer instead because who cares about what weight i am so that's just an example um, of something that i have dealt with just being postpartum again and then the other list that helps is an affirmations list And that list, I call it in the journal, is who I'm becoming. And that's where I write down new stories about myself. Like I write down every morning, I am a gentle and present mother. I write that down every single morning because that is the story I want to tell about myself. That is who I want to be. That is what I want to believe about myself. And that is also what I want to actually do and live out. So that's just one example of an affirmation that i write down every day and an affirmations list is how we can kind of change our narratives change our stories that we tell about ourselves and the beliefs we have about ourselves so i feel like i kind of went all over the place with that pillar with pillar number three decluttering our minds and that's because each of us have different struggles when it comes to the internal clutter in our lives so think about what you need to find more peace in your mind and for me the things that I need have to be happen have to have to happen regularly they have to be done daily or at least regularly in some way to be effective and I think when it comes to the summer if you're already doing things that help you be the best version of yourself like especially when it comes to our mental health maybe the summer is just about making sure you continue those things as the season changes my dad tells a lot of stories about his past And I love to listen to them, but the other day when we were just sitting on the front porch talking, he told a story that I'd never heard before about when he and my mom were just dating. And it got me wondering how many stories I don't know. So when I learned about StoryWorth, I knew this would be a perfect way to learn more about my dad. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or father figure connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Like, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? As I was looking through all of the questions, I really loved the questions about what was your dad like when you were growing up? Because he passed before any of his grandchildren were born. And so I loved seeing the answers to these questions, and I've especially loved seeing those answers, learning more about his dad since I never got to meet him. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all of these questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. I imagine having this keepsake in my home and having my dad retell these stories out loud as we look through that book together. Give all of the fathers in your life a meaningful gift that you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com minimalish. That's storywort hcom slash minimalish to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com slash minimalish. Pillar number four and our last pillar is moving towards contentment this might be my favorite pillar i think i said that about pillar number two but this is i don't know contentment changes the game it looks like being happy with what's in front of us finding joy in our everyday, not always waiting for the next whatever it is to be happy so in summer maybe like towards the middle of summer when things feel chaotic we start to think like oh i just can't wait till we get back to the school year whatever it is And some of us do thrive on routine and summer can be a mix up to that routine. But how can we become present and content in the moment, in the season? How can we find joy in our summer days, no matter the chaos that ensues? So again, to bring some examples of what could help, but this episode is really meant for you to get thinking through, like, how do I find joy in these summer days? How do I find contentment? with the life right in front of me this summer but here are just some examples to help so the first one less time comparing our lives to others so less time scrolling on social media if you find yourself comparing when you're on there if not then that's great but if you do that can help to get off of social media and into the life in front of you number two is a gratitude practice again this is another list in my simple morning list but You can do gratitude practice in so many different ways. Focusing on gratitude truly feeds contentment because you are literally looking around you and thinking, what do I love about this? Like, what am I grateful for? And it helps us love the life right in front of us. For me, my faith plays a role into contentment. So I use a devotional and read the Bible each morning and that helps me just like ground myself in contentment as well community is a big one that I have seen make a difference in my life being with people in real life like being with friends being with extended family and if you don't have those people at access for you like you don't live near family or you don't feel like you have a close friend group then go searching for one truly like join mom's groups around you it is scary to do and that's a whole other episode because I'm not good at like finding new community I'm lucky to have friends that I've had for a really long time but also friends that I've made through those friends as well but in other seasons of life where I haven't lived close to my family and friends that I've had for a long time I have had to find community and I struggle with it because I am not the most outgoing person I do love to make new friends but it is a struggle for me to actually push myself out of my comfort zone to do so but I think it is also so worth it because being in community whether it is with other moms or just with like old friends or new friends or whatever that looks like family members it just reminds us that nobody's perfect like we are all dealing with something and it helps us just be more grateful for the life in front of us because we're grateful for the people that we get to be with but also because we're not just looking at people's lives online where it's always a highlight reel we're actually looking at people's lives each and we're supporting each other through life the real life which involves struggles and does not look like a highlight reel okay number five is this thing that i have heard and i think it's really just about like finding joy in the everyday and mundane moments and that is this idea of romanticizing our lives I've kind of heard that idea pop up more, and I think it's a great way to kind of envision what it would look like to just find joy in the mundane. Like, what does finding joy in the mundane look like? It looks like romanticizing our lives. Your morning cup of coffee is really special and fancy. My husband does a great job at that. He makes himself pour over. He buys the best coffee beans and splurges on them because it matters to him to have this morning cup of coffee that he drinks every day. It's like a special thing for him and my morning coffee feels that way too even though I do not go to the lens that he does my morning coffee when I'm just like alone in my home I, I take a moment to really think about and be grateful for that and it feels special even when I am in a living room that wasn't fully put back together the night before when you're doing dishes and take care taking care of your home put some music on in the background or listen to your favorite podcasts and it becomes an enjoyable time at least if you think about it that way. Your morning commute is where you come up with the best ideas and get to have a quiet time to yourself in your car and listen to your favorite podcast. And your kids are precious, and they make you laugh and smile daily, and you love watching them play. Those are all obviously not things that we feel every time we do those things, and they are not things that we fix our minds on every day. And I just think Those are just ways we can change our mindset to romanticize our lives a little more. It's not going to be perfect. Like, we're not going to think that way every single time we do those things, right? But if we find ourselves feeling like, uh, this mundane thing again, like the laundry again, the dishes again, my drive to work again, if we just go through our days, like not seeing those mundane things as exciting and we have to kind of shift our mindset and we can shift our mindset in the moment. just thinking like okay how can I make this more joy enjoyable how can I find more joy in this because I have to do it because this is my life I only get one of them right and sometimes that involves like actually changing things and changing the way we spend our days but other times it just involves looking at our mindset towards the things that we do every day and how we do them and how we can really start to see them as beautiful and get grateful for them so hope that makes sense. I really don't know how to put what I'm trying to say in words, but I hope what I'm trying to say is clear. These mundane moments make up our days, and if we romanticize them a little bit more, if we see the good and the joy in them, then they become more enjoyable, and we start to get content with what's right in front of us. So what about this summer feels mundane to you? It feels like you might just be trying to get through it. Maybe it's extra tidying with more people home or wishing you could be off work more or yard work. Like those are just random things that are popping into my head that might feel mundane about the summer. How can we choose to look at these things with more joy and with contentment, whatever they are for you? And I'm not trying to like promote toxic positivity or saying that everything needs to be so joyful and you can never feel like... You don't wanna do that mundane thing that you have to do every day again. I feel that way all the time. I'm just saying that working to see the joy more in our everyday makes a huge difference and helps us feel more content with our lives. All right, that is all for today's episode. I hope this episode helped you think through how you can have a more minimalish, or in other words, a more intentional summer. And I'll link my last year's episode about having an intentional summer. I'll link that here because it's different. And maybe you want a double dose of intentional summer episodes. And I'm also going to link Simple Morning Lists in the show notes. But you can also go to simplemorninglists.com if you are curious about that. Find more info there. And that is all I have for today's episode. I am so grateful that you're here. If you loved it, would you share it with a friend? You could text it to them or you could share it on Instagram or whatever social media platform you'd like to share things on. I'm grateful for you for doing that. Thank you again for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old.